From the Transverse Network, this is The Transgender Show, an interview program about gender discovery and self-acceptance. I'm your host, Emily. This week on the show is gamer girl, streamer, podcaster, and nerd queen, Krissa. To get some background, when did you first realize you were different? What were the signs for you when you were a kid? Um, the earliest thing that I can remember is I used to like being in the kitchen with my mom. Okay. Uh, whether it be cooking or baking, I can remember many of many of those days and nights when you know she'd be baking or cooking, and I, she's actually the one who taught me the basic skills of cooking. So there was there was that, and then it was like my father, who then noticed that, started pulling me into the garage to help him with the car, <laughs> and. Um, it's like grab a five millimeter socket thing, and I'm 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 like six, seven years old, five. I'm like, what is that? Hello? <laughs> and it was just I, I knew it was something I didn't want to do because it was like I don't I don't want to sit in this car and we're out here in this garage. So that was one of the my earliest signs, I guess, that I was a little different. Mm. You know, did you have any other ones? Were you um, jealous of anybody in particular or um, were you interested in any of the clothes or any of that kind of stuff? There were several moments throughout my life where I toyed with the idea because I didn't have the language back then. I, I mm. had no idea what a transgender person is I, back then. I had no idea. Like there were sensations that I really liked. Uh, for okay. one, I I liked my I liked it when my mom wore nylons. I just liked her nylons on. I l liked seeing, hmm. and I, I I still like you know stockings on on ladies. It it looks nice, and I'm sorry, <laughs> um, but that's one of those things that was just like I I I liked that you know. And a uh, couple of other moments in my life where my sister and her girlfriends actually dressed me up uh, one uh, one time and uh, just got to the moment of where I was going to walk out and reveal to uh, to all of my uh, my family, which was my mom and my, uh, I guess you could say my mom's boyfriend at the time. Okay. So uh, just before I walked out, I turned around and... Uh, I was just like, no, they're going to tease me for this. You know, the my sister and her friends were having a good time. It was cool. It was fun for them. They were really having a good time. Hmm. Yeah, it was like, and then I was just like, oh, they're 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 gonna they're gonna laugh and they're gonna tease me, and I I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm ready for that or I don't want to go through with that. So I immediately turned around and stripped everything off and went to the bathroom, washed, washed everything off. I remember when I was a kid, my cousin came to visit and he was, uh, he's about two years older. So he was the same, uh, age range as my best friend next door, his sister. And she had a friend over and they stole my cousin away and made him up. They did the whole thing with him. And that was one of my earliest memories of I was just insanely jealous of him. And Aww. I felt like um, I would have appreciated it totally differently than him. Like, like I felt like he sort of in a way like didn't deserve it. It was just this weird thing where I'm, I'm like, oh, like, why him? Like, why not me? And, and I, you know, it, again, didn't realize for a long time what that meant. Um, oh yeah. 
So when did you I mean, first start to realize that you were trans? When did um, when did your egg crack? Um, I so this is what I officially say. I say uh, December of 2018 that my egg officially cracked. I was progressively trying to figure out <laughs> uh, where I belonged. I guess up until that point. Okay. Um, and more so heavily. After um, my wife and I got married. So that's another story, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So well, why, why don't we get into that? Why did, why did um, getting married kind of affect things for you? It didn't affect things, actually. I will have to say my story is unlike any others. Uh, and I, and I'm, I, am, I am grateful to have met this woman. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be as far along or along at all if it wasn't for this woman she's amazing i've been through a lot of relationships in my life a lot i've been once married before okay. um and i do have a child out of wedlock so i learned rather the hard way through life i guess i am a, a glutton for punishment i like to say <laughs> i do learn things but i like to learn them my way it's just easier that way for me, whether it's hard or whatnot. But if if I can take something away from it and learn from it, then I know it wasn't entirely bad. We talk about everything. I've been with partners before where I've I was scared to even say some of this stuff. You know, like hey, I would like to, uh, you know, maybe wear some uh, some panties to bed one night or um, try on some uh, some nylons and stockings if that's all right. There's no one before her that I would have been able to do this with. Hmm. No one. And how did she react uh, at the in the early points when you were kind of bringing that stuff up? Better than than anyone I've ever than most stories I've heard. I have to say, hmm. uh, it, it's it's not to say that she that she didn't think through everything either. You know, because she's a human being as well. Um, <laughs> She may be a therapist, but uh, she, uh, when it comes to matters of the heart, you know, she, she and I really do talk a lot, a lot more than any couple, I think, uh, does, or at least most couples do. Yeah, it's super important. Uh, we both feel like uh, communication is like one of the, <laughs> one of the pillars to, to a, a, a great relationship. So since day one since she met me uh, my skeletons were thrown out onto the onto the floor and onto okay. the bed and everything for her to see and and she in turn did the same thing to me so wow. that's how our relationship started it was like hey i've blah 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 and yeah okay mm. all right yeah all right you still want to go with this and it was it was literally like that hey you, you still interested yeah okay we're cool that's so great to get that out, out in the open right at the beginning. And that, that must build so much trust. If the per if, if you've opened your heart and told her everything and she's done the same to you, mm -hmm. then it's just like, okay, one, I can trust that she's not gonna run on me. And two, like I I know all of the worst things, you know, all the worst things, and she knows all the worst things. It's like it's not like we can really surprise anybody or or yeah. That's pretty wonderful. Let's just go ahead and jump into the the big story here. Like I said, we're not going to bury the lead on this one. You were in a, pri a previous relationship and you have a child. Mm -hmm. Yes. And um, you were telling me in the pre-interview that the relationship ended kind of ended very poorly and kind of from there went south. Um, yes. 
how much of that are you are you interested in talking about today like um i would love to hear as much as you can share about um what the, the kind of funny story at, at the end of that and and um the thing with the computer so if, if if you'd be willing to share that i'd love to hear as much of that as possible i will be the first person to admit my mistakes i I, I made a lot of mistakes in my life, and um, a lot of my mistakes, I feel like, can be equated back to one thing that really tripped my trigger. And I'm not trying to blame or point or anything, but it, it hurt. So, you know, being a, um, a stay-at-home parent, as I was at that time, we felt that uh, having a stranger raise our, our, our kid mm -hmm. would not be would not be appropriate you know it's just the early stages and like literally i i took being a parent seriously at that age i was 21 okay so i took it i took it very seriously um read read books and you know learned things and i i i will also say that it was been kind of my life's mission to not be your uh your your, your typical uh person so i wanted to always be unique and different Okay. So I always tried to do things differently than the norm, I guess you would say. That's what I try to go against is what everyone else is doing. Mm -hmm. um, oh, you succeeded but, there in some big ways. Yes, yes. But what I have to say with that, uh, with my kid, I had a lot of time with my kid. And I wouldn't trade that for anything in the world. Um, those first years that I got with my kid were were precious to me, very, very, very precious. And although um, things didn't work out with the um, with my my child's mother, um, I don't I don't to this day really hold anything against her. Okay, I'm I'm more sad um, by the way things turned out. Yeah, um, it took some time. I will tell you, I was a very angry person for a very long time. But I'm I'm jumping ahead. I will say, um, sorry, everyone. Uh, I I tell a lot of stories. Well, well part of that but, was part of um, you know how it it, it went south. That there at some point there was mm -hmm. a res restraining order, right? There. So here's here's a thing that happened. Um, the um, my I guess my child's my child's mother um, got influenced slightly by her parents. Um, who in turn kind of offered her, I don't know, the gold at the end of the rainbow. And um, she, she took it. And what that meant was that they, she would have to leave me. It came to that right away. Um, I, you, you mentioned restraining order and I'm a little more up on the lingo and I don't want, I don't mean this to be corrective in, in any way, shape or form. It's just informative. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't get hit with a restraining order. I got oh. hit with something a little more harder. Oh, okay. um, It's called a no contact order. And uh, the difference between the two, aside from money and time and who you may know, um, is um, there is no expiration date for a no contact order. So that is ongoing and ever-present until the uh, plaintiff um, decides to drop that. Um, wow. So what that meant then, now I'm kind of screwed. 
so I need to get a hold of this person, but I've been hit with this thing. So I think quick on my feet and I get a hold of child support. Even though we had no child support set up at the time, I was still able to get a hold of them and they set up a court date for me. Now, again, I, I started this by saying that I've done a lot of stupid things. Here's a stupid thing. I have this court date. It is literally a week away from me. I, I've already been waiting two and a half, three weeks. It's already a week away for I can't wait any longer. I um, am in the neighborhood of where my, uh, my child is living. So I look and um, no one is at home. And I went through the open window and grabbed and took my computer. My computer. It was my computer. Um, there were several other things that were mine that I lost throughout all of this. But that one I, I, I just, I needed. I needed back. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so uh, half an hour later, the uh, um, police were knocking on my father's door looking for me. Mm. Um, I just um, walked home and uh, turned myself in to them as they were there waiting for me and um, did my time, um, learned some things as well, um, like seriously how the system works. Mm. Needless to say, when I was in, uh, in <laughs> incarcerated, um, my child custody case was coming up. So I had to go up into court in cuffs and in orange and plead to the judge that I'm a good human being. Yeah, tough to make the case for being good and responsible in the uh, good old orange jumpsuit, oh. huh? Oh, oh, it's the best, right? It's mm, shining moment right there for me. Mm. Shining moment. Mm. So I spent the next 10, 10 or so years on probation and in and out of jail for minor things, minor things. It was, you know, um, not following my probation officer's rules or whatnot. Um, so then they, at that man, point, then they had your button, lots of little ticky tack things that they could bust yeah. you on all the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just adding to your it record is, now. It is true. Once you get in the system and are uh, on their radar, it is very, very hard to get out of it. So... Um, I'm lucky that I got out of it. Mm -hmm. um, and I learned, like I said, I learned the hard way. Ten years like that took me. Oh, my God. As I look back at that ten years of just probation alone, and I'm just like, I wasted so much of my life. It was mm -hmm. not that I didn't learn anything, but mm, it really wasn't the best choice for me. That that hits on one of the hard hardships that you've gone through in your life. Um yeah. This story I has have. has a very interesting and very bright and shiny pot of gold at the end of this rainbow. Very nice silver lining to this cloud. So let's jump ahead to the uh, the graduation. I will tell everyone through this. I did not have a very good opportunity to have time with my child after the first six years of their life. After that, it was a a battle. Um, and I'm not only talking about a battle inside my head and in, inside of jail, but I battled the courts, I battled the system, I worked really hard as a low-income person to try and at least get some of my rights back, and it was, it was damn near impossible for me. 
Christmases, birthdays, holidays, anything, you name it. I wrote for at least the first five, six years. Um, and again, you didn't hear anything back from that and you couldn't ever contact the mother because no. of that, of the no contact. But there was the provision there, in there that you could uh, reach out to the child, right? Correct. There, there was a stipulation that I could reach out to the mother and ask her questions in pertaining to the child. That day that I went for court in orange, guess what? I got that while in orange. Hey, I can still write to her, but it has to be about our kid. That's what I got okay. in orange. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take that for now. And we got supervised visits is what they wanted. So we got supervised visits for a time. So like I said, six years, it was the first six years I spent with my kid. And like the last year of it, I spent with supervised visits. And then it was 12 years, 12 years up until graduation had gone by. And I haven't heard or seen from my kid. It was hard. It was hard. Like I said, first first five or six years, I wrote and did things. I had a Facebook page dedicated to them. And I mean, I was out there. It was memories and holding on to what I want, what I had. So finally, my, uh, my child support agency called me and was informing me that uh, I will be uh, done with uh, with with child support here soon. I have never, I've been behind, but it's never been behind much. So I've yeah. always paid my child support one way or another, but we are probably just a couple hundred dollars away if we're not more already done. So, I mean, it's probably done already if not. Wow. Okay. Um, but they called me and said, Hey, you're going to be done. Um, yada, yada, yada. You know, we'll send you paperwork. And I just, for shits and giggles, said, I'm going to ask. I need to find out. So I asked, where is where is my kid graduating from? Do you know and can you tell me, please? And she did. Wow. I don't know if she's supposed to, but she said it's public record and public knowledge. So I feel like she knows what she's doing. She's never told me anything else other than what I've wanted to know before. But I mean, this was one of those things where she told me. Okay. So we narrowed it down between the two schools. I found the the right school. Um, I'll, I'll say this. This this might be a little teaser into what I'm about to say, but it's the only way for you to understand. My kid's name started with a P. And I don't know if you've picked up on my on my wordage lately, but I've been using kid to describe what I'm about to say. So my my kid's name started with P. But um, we got to the ends. All right. L-M-N-O. Right there is my kid. Like right there, smack dab in my face. But with a different first name. Obviously a different last name. Mm -hmm. um, but right there. I think I was, I was quiet for like a minute. Just staring at the screen like in shock. I paused the video. Mm -hmm. Cheese was watching and she's just quiet too. And I'm like... My kid's a trans. It's so incredible. And you had no indication or anything before you hadn't had any contact. None. None at all. At all. And I've the, been looking up a different name. Mm. I've been hunting for this name all this time and blah, blah, blah. And I've just never been able to find my kid. 
who is a trans male. I'm, I'm, I was dumbfounded. So my, my fear is that um, the family and whatnot kind of made it so that my kid would never look for me. You understand? So mm. I always had a hard time dealing with the fact that my kid will seek me out one day. Everyone's like, oh, give it time, give it time. They'll, they'll come around, they'll come around. I never really just like, like accepted that because it's hard to. Mm-hmm. But Cheese found him on Instagram and I was able to view it and follow him. And then I sent him a, uh, a paragraph in DMs on Instagram. I was so nervous for a week straight. Mm-hmm. So nervous. I'm like, no movement on it. I can see that he's read it. Just nothing coming back. I'm not blocked. I could still see him. So, okay. All right. Here we go. Uh-huh. And then just one night, I think it was dinner time or something, sitting down and. I just happened to look at my phone and I saw a new DM come through on Instagram and I just stopped what I was doing and I sat there and read the whole thing, messaged me back and um, we are, we are, we are talking now. Uh, We have each other's phone numbers, (laughs) Steam uh, IDs, play, uh, play video games. Um, Wow. I've seen him in person. Um, I've got to hug him so wonderful I, I even got to take my my old wardrobe and uh offer it to him and uh and he took that so <gasps> he actually he actually called me and it's like you know i have a uh, another friend who uh who just came out and uh these these some of these clothes would really fit them as well so oh. he uh he handed them off to a uh to another trans male and um I couldn't be happier. I got to see him. I got to see him open gifts on his birthday. <laughs> I got to. Uh, I got to send him Christmas presents this year. It's. Uh, it's. It's just something that's been uh, always there, but I never thought would happen. And come to find out, I talk to him and I say, "Hey, you know, when did when did uh, when did your uh, when did your egg crack?" and God, if I if I could only play an X Files theme right now and just let you guys hear this, uh, my child's egg cracked uh, January 2018, the same year, December 2018. My egg cracked. Say what you want. I I mean, 12 years no contact. One of the things I I love about this story is you know this has been this has been a crap year for so yeah. many people for so many reasons this happened and, this year and <sighs> and yet the thing about this is is that because of the pandemic the graduation was was done via video yeah and so that led to how you were able to discover all this information exactly <laughs> i'm i'm just so grateful for to have that that incredibly positive story come out of this really really difficult year as i'm trying to swallow these tears um so i'm Sorry. i'm i'm so happy for you and i think this story is it's it's like you said it's twilight zone it's it's so strangely coincidental it's so beautiful and it's just a story that we need this year absolutely uh, i I'm, I'm glad i could share it it's um 
it really is like like that right there in itself happening this year is like like of all years i know this is this is the shittiest fucking year we can all remember but I, I, aside from covid i will never forget this year never forget mm. this year well that that's just such a wonderful story and i <clears throat> i really appreciate you being willing to share it as as um as much of a struggle as that was for you to get through in the time. I mean, that's a 12 years is a long time. And um, I'm so glad that it ended up working out for you, that you, you definitely paid your dues um, figuratively and literally, and it's come around to you. And I, I I'm so happy that the universe has treated, has treated you fairly that way. That's Thank wonderful. you so much. Thank you. Really? Yeah, I, I think we'll, we'll jump back into that because the other thing I'd like to talk to you about is um, your streaming history and when you came out mm -hmm. there. Um, yes. But I'm going to save that for a little later. So we've got the, okay. the big story out of the way, but we've got another another fun one coming later. And uh, right. we'll get back into the regular questions. Okay. So what's been your level of acceptance in the other areas of your life? So we, we know that like you were able to to talk to um you prefer if we, we call her cheese yes okay how was it with your family and uh you know like the, the community around you and your friends i don't know if we have uh, any supernatural fans out there but if i if i could quote one person that would greatly represent what i might say is uh family isn't always blood just because they're blood doesn't mean they're right and it doesn't mean you need to put up with that and uh, I came out to my close household right here. I went out the first night. I put makeup on. I, we went out. We went out to Olive Garden. And then I said, yeah, I'm a, I, I need to tell, I need to tell, I need to tell, I need to tell my family now. I need to, I need to start working this in. Mm -hmm. So I uh, figured I'd start with my mom, the one person who I could talk to anyone about anyone about anything and i mean anything from sex to geez whatever i mean religious experiences back in the day i could talk to my mom about anything my dad not so much my mom yeah so i approached my mom and I, I live in a different state than my mom so it was all all on phone so that's that was that and this was all Again, pre-COVID, so it's not like FaceTime, you know, where it's re kind of recommended right now. But so uh, just just audio only, and uh, I I came out to her, and uh, it's a it's a strange turn of events. My mom is a strange person to begin with. She was, I would say, somewhat accepting of it at that point. She was fine. She didn't have any questions for me. Uh, she said she loved me and uh, hung up the phone. I said, okay, so that went, that went okay. I need to get rid of the other, the other person, my, the other person I'm worried about. So what I did was I, I, I kind of sandwiched the people I was worried about in the middle of the people who I knew would be okay. Okay. That's kind of how I did it. Yeah. Sort of rip, um, the, it, rip the bandaid off. You know, yeah, early, yeah, and yeah. cool a little bit, and then rip another, and feel <laughs> all right. Yeah, just like that. I was like, okay, so I'll 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 bring it to my sister. My sister, a uh, little pre prehistory, a little little short story on my sister. Um, a pastor's wife, a uh, a mother of six children. Um, stay at home mother. There. That gives a nice, nice picture right there. Okay. Not an extremist uh, by any means. Uh, 
I've met some extremes. Uh, religion has never looked in my favor or never been good. And I'm, I'm sorry to anyone out there who is it, but I, I can't look at, uh, at it the same way because of what my family's done with it and to me. Mm-hmm. So my, um, I got out that I am a transgender woman and my sister was quiet as she said, well, you know me and my husband, how we feel about these things, which is a lie. I don't know because that's none of my business. That's, that's their business. But okay. this is me and me and my sister, you know, not, not her and her husband <laughs> points. I'm just trying to make, you know, so she's like, you know how we feel about that. Um, you are, you are no longer allowed to see my children, you know, having your first off, just, I'm not trying to make anyone cry again or anything. Just, just realize having your child ripped away from you and then having your sister have kids and then your sister being like, Hey, you want to babysit? Yes, I want to babysit. Please let me babysit. So yeah, I had a lot of personal time with those kids as well. Mm-hmm. Um, got to watch a lot of them grow up and change their diapers. And now I haven't seen them in <laughs> three years, four, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm, so I immediately called my mom because my mom's always been a the referee, so to speak. <laughs> and uh, I got a busy signal. Which means that you, they're, t- they're probably talking to each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. Called again. Busy signal. Um, so there's that. It uh, finally got through to my mom about 20 minutes later. She said she was on the phone with, uh, with my sister. And uh, my mom's tone from the first call to this call had changed dramatically 360 180 whatever you want to say it it changed Mm -hmm. she basically said to me that jenny's right and i will always be her son and um i hung up the phone i tried one last person my father whom i've never never had a good relationship with always static butting heads i don't know he played this passive father mode for a while and uh my father's also religious and then it just got to a point where i was like hey you know can i uh can i come over and uh and see you you know you you didn't get invited to uh to our wedding which is another story but you never met my my wife you know would you like to see me and meet meet her for you know Let's plan a weekend. Let's let's do this 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 weekend thing. You know, mm-hmm. um, he hemmed and hawed, gave me like every excuse in the book of why he was too busy or too tired or just too old to do stuff like that anymore. So I pretty much shut my shut the door on him as well. Wow. I uh, I got the impression that he didn't want to see me. He was fine having a a vocal communications with me but when it came to looking at me i don't believe my father wanted to so that family's that and then um you got you got you know your mom and dad's your mom and dad's size family so you know you got your aunts and uncles on there so i started hoping for some of them cousins and aunts and uncles and um digging deeper into the family like there's got to be something in there's got to be someone please um 
No, there really wasn't. Uh, wow. There started whole wars on my Facebook page. Uh, people, yeah, my family, my family yelling at me, my family calling me nasty, nasty things. Very narrow-minded people, whom whom I I used to look up to and 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 kind of get get reared by, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, aunts and uncles and you, you look up and respect these people. And then you come to them with something like this and then they just slap you in the face. You're just like, whoa, 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 whoa. I never slammed you on anything you did in your life. What, mm-hmm. what's going on here? Suddenly whoa, everybody's whoa. got an opinion on what you've done. And, and it's for yeah. some reason the, the most horrible thing that anybody in the family has done. Like, I mean, in and out of jail, I, I've, I've got a record. No one ever said anything, never bothered them then. But, mm. you know, oh, I, I, I don't understand. So I, I yeah. lost a lot of family. I have a brother and two cousins from my mom's side distantly. Yeah, that's about it. I have some older relatives who were blood of my uh, my last name who have actually reached out through Facebook and contacted me because of my father's posts and told me that I'm invited to their house and gatherings for family events anytime. So there's a few like out there who are just like melt my fucking heart, but yeah there's there's a lot of hate out there there's there's a lot of hate you know out there yeah i've i've heard a lot of stories i've heard i've heard a lot of different reactions from family you know shunning and stuff like that but i i don't think we've had one on the show where um we've heard so much of so much vitriol and just nastiness like usually they they kind of like fade into the distance and kind of you know shun you away but but someone going out of their way to be so nasty to you that's just that's cousins i i mean you know cousins i grew up with like Mm -hmm. strong connection bond with all of a sudden just like who are you people Mm -hmm. i who are you people i mean i have to ask myself that question when i look at my parents i'm like i ended up the way i am and my parents are the way they are who did i learn this shit from Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. It couldn't have been them because they don't even accept me. Fuck. The, the strongest, strongest evidence for the, um, the nature versus nurture side of, yeah. of the transgender argument <laughs> is just like, yeah, there's, there's Hello. clearly no uh, nurture happening here or, or that, that influences in any way. How'd you get over your family turning against you like that? How'd you deal with that? And, um, I'm, I'm, just gonna say like like are you still are you still working through that and um kind of what what boundaries have you been able to place for yourself that has kind of helped to keep you safe emotionally from their attacks now first off they're just they're negative all right they're never gonna have anything good to say so if you if if you if they follow you socially i don't care if it's TikTok and tinder and and whatever <laughs> block them you don't need it. You don't need it. It. I've had to do this with my father before. This isn't an, an easy thing. Not for anyone to shun away anyone who is technically their family. Mm-hmm. That is not something we are programmed to do. We are programmed to do the exact opposite. And it's hard to break that. Yeah. But I look at positives and negatives. That's what my life has been. Okay, 
-hmm. There's positive things and then there's negative things. If you don't learn something from a negative, you're going to repeat that negative. You know, mm -hmm. don't stick your finger in that light socket anymore because that shit hurts. That's negative. Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. Positive is that you learned, you figured it out. Don't do that anymore. So that's my life. It's been a lot of positive and negative. I, tr I have this motto in my head of um, thinking positive is better than being negative. And that's absolutely true. We, uh, we as we grow up with this conditioning on ourselves, this programming or whatever you might call it, where we're always down on ourselves or negative self-esteem wise, you know, our mm. looks and whatever. We're always beating on ourselves. Why? Why? That's programming. That's programming. So I, I learned that a lot early on. I learned to get rid of as much negativity as I can and as much as I can stand. Because, yeah, getting rid of your entire family is not easy. And it's not. I've had practice, I guess I could say, with um, exes and uh, my father. I've actually had practice with this before. This isn't the first time I've shut the door uh, on my father and have had no communication, zip, zero, zilch. Okay. And that's the way I do it. I'm, I'm a Band-Aid operator. If I don't like something or if I like something and want to do it, I will, I will do everything in my power to do it, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, nothing like, really stops me. I like the idea of uh, you, you keep going back to the band-aid of just, you know, realizing you, it's something you need to do and just getting it over with and not, you know, not stressing yourself out about it too much. Just, you know, I like it to also have like analogies and shit like that. You know, hmm. we, we, we hear things and, and we see things in our head. And, and honestly, you're carrying all that crap around on your back. You're carrying all that crap. Like, you want to know why depression's there? You know, get rid of some of that crap. Let that crap go and keep walking. It's not worth it. Mm -hmm. It's not worth it. It really isn't. I, I can only tell you that if they don't support you, they don't need you at all, at all, okay? Because yeah. you're, just, you're just a mat to them. You're, you're somebody that they can talk down to to make them feel better. You don't need them. I've, I've been going to this point now of not even calling them my mother and father. I'm actually calling them by their first names. Okay. It's not out of spite, not out of resentment, but I just don't look at them as that anymore because how can you be? No, I mean, yeah. I, I, I have a mother-in-law who's, who's more of a mother to me now than, than my actual mother was. So yeah, it's a title you, that, that is to be earned in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, Usually it's pretty easy to earn it, and they've gone out of their way to 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 strip it off. So, you're, I think you're totally within your right. Absolutely, it still hurts. Okay, because I mean, holidays come around, and yeah, it's been two, three years, and it's just like we used to do things. You know, I mean, it'd be cool to reminisce and talk and whatnot. That still comes up, mm -hmm. but I but the good things come up, the good memories that I have. You know, yeah. not what they said to me and not what they will say to me or not what they will do or say behind my back even. So I just I just get rid of it. I get rid of the trash. I really that's the only way I can put it. I get rid of the trash. Well, yeah, that's the great. That's the best way to do it. And I love that. 
So the other aspect of this that we usually talk about is work. Now you okay. you had been streaming for a while at that time, right? When you came out in uh, December 2018. Yes, technically under my streaming belt on Twitch, uh, I have uh, six or so years under my belt. Okay. As a streamer, I went through three different names before I landed on uh, what I have now, Krissa. But obviously, with my transition, my name had to change. So. I, I mean, it's it's no big deal. I can say this. Uh, I I was it was it was Christopher. So my name was an was an adaptation of Christopher as it is now. Um, then I shortened it once I transitioned. I shortened it to Chris. So mm -hmm. it was just K H R Y Z. But I didn't like that. I I was like, okay, yeah, it's neutral, but it's not feminine. Mm -hmm. So I landed on Chrissa. Awesome. And uh, I guess with the job Twitch streaming thing. A uh, question you asked was, um, when I transitioned, it was very hard with dysphoria to present myself like this. Like, this is no big deal now for me. Mm -hmm. I will say that <laughs> here's a conundrum for you. Going out in public, I have no problem whatsoever going out in public. I will gussy up and makeup on, and I am cool. Hitting that start button and having a camera on my own Twitch channel, that's a whole nother ball game. And it freaked me out. It freaked me out. I got really scared. I streamed for a while. I caught some flack from some longtime supporters, mods, people I thought were, were, were friends, females alike uh, as well. I've, uh, mm. I've, I've gotten it from everyone. You know, you 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 go over and look at my channel, and you you'll you'll see you know, you'll see all the numbers on top. But that really that really doesn't mean anything in the big scheme of uh, of things. These people these people stick around because they they want to, not not because they have to or they feel obligated or or they feel like they can get something from you. These people have stuck around and. I am ever so grateful for those that have stuck around. Mm -hmm. It's it's not the same numbers wise, and you know I could I could count on that Twitch paycheck every two weeks. I mean it it was great, it was nice. Not to say that I wouldn't give it a sh another go. I I needed to step away and take a break because of everything and kind of get myself a little more set. You know, mm -hmm. confidence wise. Okay, how can I be? How can I? How can I be confident on cam when I'm not even confident in myself right now? So absolutely. Mm -hmm. Did you have a lot of uh, fans turn on you or was it kind of a combination of, you know, the fact that you maybe took a break and um, the stream was a little different? No, uh, you were absolutely correct. Okay. I did lose a lot of support. I've lost a lot of support over the six years, but that comes and goes in this game. It really does. Mm -hmm. Um, your true supporters, you'll you'll know. You'll know. You may not know right away, but you'll know. But a lot of them have have left. I don't even hear from them. I I wouldn't even call them acquaintances if they reached out to me. I'm just like, yeah, we knew each other a long time ago. I I don't know how many times I stream now. One or two people are all gonna pop in and be like, I haven't been here in a long time. How you and it's like this is different. Yeah. <laughs> this is all different. Hi. Welcome I'm in, like, surprise. 
yeah, surprise, you know, if you, you know, like really liked my stream and liked my content, you probably would have followed along and realized this three years ago. But cool. Thank you. Welcome back. Hi. Uh, is I'm not trying to slam anyone like that, but I've, I, I've realized also too, you know, a friend, friends will stick around and uh, true supporters will stick around. But, you know, uh, presence is power. The more you stream, you know, the more uh, reliable they are going to be on you. Don't forget that it's uh, it you know they're waiting for that for that 6 p.m. transgender show like come on where the fuck is my program what the <laughs> hell you know so when you aren't live they get sad and then they people's attention spans it's crazy I'm mm -hmm. telling you there's a, there's an analytic out there that if you don't attract them within the first four seconds of your stream when they pop in they're gone okay that's good analytics right <laughs> so good yeah. numbers. I so, can work with that, I think. <laughs> you just gotta hit them fast when they pop in. Oh, hey, you know that. Um, yeah. So, have you have you started to find your stride again? I have um, occasionally been doing a uh, news program. It's not much. It's just a podcast and talk show. Uh, I read uh, some transgender uh, news from the LGBTQ network. Okay. Um, basically, tagged transgender, so it's under the LGBTQ uh, website. Uh, sorry, Nation website, LGBTQ Nation, but I have it tagged to look for transgender posts. And uh, so I, I just kind of do a little news segment, read off some crap there. I'll occasionally just come on and, you know, yammer a bit with, uh, with anyone who shows up. Mm -hmm. But I've been finding it more and more like, you know, I don't really have to go full bore, you know? Like with my makeup, like I am today. Like I can just do eyeliner and lip. You know, I'm cool with that now. Mm, I'm okay. good. If anyone has a problem, you know, I I, I know what to do. So <laughs> uh, I'm not worried. I'm actually, like, not worrying about the uh, the chat and everything so much. So um, mm. I'm, I'm just like, hey, if you don't like it, why the fuck are you here? So yeah. don't sit here and tell me your points of view. I don't want to fucking hear it. Get out of here. <laughs> This is the first oh, yeah. time I've had I've had the guest um, ban somebody before I even read the comments. So uh. yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I was like, nobody wants to see that shit. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is so. It was so great too because it was one of those. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No offense, and and I'm not. You know, it's no hate or whatever. But you're totally wrong, and it's just like, yeah. Do you not understand what like what what hate and negativity is like? Do you yeah, not understand yeah. definitions? It was just very funny. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that's great that you're getting back into your streaming and and you're finding your groove. I, I hope that that um, that that continues. Let's move back into the, um, the some of the other story stuff. Uh, when did you first find uh, community? When did you find a transgender community? Okay, so I'm I'm weird. I don't know what the hell I was doing, but um, <laughs> I actually didn't find the a transgender community uh, online. I, 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 I didn't. Um, I found one transgender streamer. Her name is Nicotine, if you haven't heard of her. Mm -hmm. But um, she's, uh, she's, she's pretty awesome. Pretty cool. But that, outside of that, I, uh, I never really got into it. Locally, I went to some transgender meetings, support groups, via either, uh, either at a person's house or on Zoom. We do something like that. I did that for a while. I don't know. I th I still think I was trying to get more again, like comfortable with myself. Okay. And accepting of like this is this is who I am, and 
even around these people, I, I shouldn't be like freaking out because they're thinking the same thing. So knock it off. <laughs> so I, I didn't really look much after that. I, uh, I tried to find some more people socially, like on Twitter, uh, Instagram, etc. Um, I found a few people. Um, I actually have been following uh, Michaela and Victoria for some time. Um, I've known about them since my transition, so I've been following them. There's a few others I follow. There's a, a Miss Nuclear who's pretty cool uh, on, uh, on Instagram. A lot of positive posts and everything. But uh, it wasn't until the Transgender Awareness Week. Um, and on that Tuesday, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a show. I don't, I don't care. I'm just going to do a show. I need to talk to my community about this. Mm -hmm. And that's when I met you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so the transgender show was in my chat and uh they heard my story and uh i kind of got introduced to you and your show that following uh, after me i watched your show and you guys talked about uh, the uh twitch community center uh discord mm -hmm. joined that right away i've been in there and i love that shout out to uh peach roof <laughs> uh love it over there it's it's a really really great resource uh super 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 fantastic um and i will say i've actually um i've actually given it to my wife who uh is a uh a therapist and and has given it out as a resource to some of her clients so i love it a lot i love the community uh, i love the valkyries uh, Emily, you're the best, you know, I just, uh, you and the girls have, like, made me feel really welcome, too, you know, like, uh, you know, just not like this intruder or whatnot, mm -hmm. I, I, I feel welcome, and I never really got into a community, but I'm, I was, after I did, I was, like, kicking myself, like, that was, so stupid and it took you so long why <laughs> yeah it can be funny sometimes um so you know my story is just like right when i right when i um no i was it was like long before i came out as trans but i was i had been so driven to to dress in women's clothes and then to dress in public and start wearing makeup and present before i even really realized what it was and so i joined a transgender uh, meetup group and it was sort of the same thing. I was freaking out to go meet them because I was a faker. I was a cross-dresser, not transgender. So, like, I just thought for sure I would be driven out of there on on rails, you know, just just uh, tarred and feathered for being a fake. And um, realized quickly that it was the it was the whole spectrum of people, um, you know, in in the, the trans and non-binary areas, but. Still, it was it was too early for me. It was long before I could really come to fully accept myself. So I had to to pull back from it, and that's why when um, when I came on to when I I just stumbled onto your stream. I was I just happened to have Twitch up. I was doing something on on for my channel, and I I, I was gonna close things down. I'm like, well, you know, who else is streaming? Because I think I did a search for transgender just to see where yeah. where my show was popping up, and I saw that you were live, and I'm like, oh, I'll go check this out. 
I heard your story. I came in at exactly the right time to hear the story about finding your kid and um, thought, oh, this is amazing. I got to have her on. And then I heard that you didn't have community. You didn't have a lot of trans friends, if, if any. And I'm like, well, shit, we can fix that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it it was sad. You know, when I realized it, I was like, you know, I, 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 I don't really have any trans friends. I mean, mm-hmm. Am I a part of that that statistic that you know I I don't personally know a trans aside from myself? Eighty <laughs> percent. Wow. I'm sorry, but yeah, that was me. Yeah, um, and and that's I the thing that was it was me too because I I joined that group and then um I had to pull back from it because it was too much. Well, and then it was a ridiculously long time before I got back into finding community. It wasn't until I think mid 2019 that I was like, oh, what am I doing? I need to find other trans people so i started to follow some trans girls on instagram you know same thing following megan bound and victoria maximus and and all the transvengers and then that's what led me here to to twitch and so yeah when i heard that that you didn't have community and you didn't have that support i'm like um you know she's another one like me where you just kind of came into a little bit late but but here we'll we'll fix you up it's uh it was, I mean, it, it was really good. Uh, I can't say that I, I don't like it because, I mean, now I have, now I have some people I can actually talk to about like, you know, hey, did this happen to you? You know, by chance, this, this thing, you know, is it going away? Okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> Just check it. <laughs> you know, uh, for some reason, trans people are, are really quiet about this stuff. Like, written on on the internet the, a lot of stuff is just like hidden and it's it's hard to find it you know mm-hmm. trust me i've looked i've looked online i've been like it's got to be something out there somewhere <laughs> it's 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 quiet it's quiet there's what we do in our transition i guess we keep it to ourselves yeah and that's i guess that's the way it is yeah i think it's part of that you know you know we get we do get a lot of indications from people that they're not ready for it or it's too much or like, you know, or they think that we're bad for being trans just in general. So it's just like, yeah, we try and and kind of um, pull back on it. So it's, it's only when you're in the midst of a trans community that you feel comfortable starting to share it. But even then it's like, it's not just sitting out there. You have to, it's not sitting there for you to discover. You have to pull it out of people. You have to ask them specifically, you know? Um, And that's something, you know, we haven't gotten into to sex or, or a lot of the, the kind of things that come with some of the surgeries and stuff like that, because again, it is super personal and I feel a little, sheepish asking it sometimes but uh, i also feel like on the other hand that's something we should start to kind of push more because again those are areas that not a lot of people talk about and so as people start to transition they don't have the resources for that or the information that they might need to try and make their decisions like i'm still trying to decide if 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 bottom surgery is a possibility in my future mm-hmm. like i still i mm-hmm. i know it took me so long to to get to the point of doing laser because that was a permanent step and I was just afraid yeah. of doing anything permanent. Um, that, not, yeah. not me though. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, please go ahead. <laughs> not me. Not, not when it came to that. I, I guess I, everyone is different, but mm-hmm. dysphorically speaking, like that was my number one, my body hair. Oh, facial and body hair. I had to get rid of it. I don't, I didn't care if it was permanent or not. It had to go. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I'm I'm still that way. I still have a lot of body hair that I'm not very fond of. It's it's lightened up a lot since HRT. 
Um, and you know, I'm, I'm coming up on two years here in April, but, uh, I'm open to talk about it. Uh, when it comes to surgeries, I'm open to talk about them. I was very, <laughs> cheese could tell you, uh, like, uh, early transition. Like I didn't, mm. I, I, I was like, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm fine right now. Yeah, we're cool. You know? <laughs> um, but now I sign me up. Please, I, I, I'll, it's been problems for me. Um, not to say like it's worse or whatever, because there are things for me that are more heavy dysphorically for me to deal with than others. Others, okay. I can just like, okay, you're, you're fine. You're just a minor, minor little mosquito. I'm, I'm good. Just go away. <laughs> you know, others I have to, I have to fight with a little more. Uh, facial hair was one. And honestly, I kind of flip-flopped on the bottom surgery. And uh, just a few months ago, I actually, like, was solid, solid, solid that, yes, I want to get it done. Every time I take a shower, um, every time I, you know, just, I'm not trying to paint too much of a, you know, a fuck, a, a nc17 picture here or anything like that but anytime i get a glimpse or whatever i just have to i really have to like push it out of my head like because huh. it's just like my brain is right on top of it it's just like oh, oh there and i'm just shut up stop it leave me alone <laughs> um but it's not um i'll say it was it was light at first and it's gotten a little stronger mm. As I've uh, transitioned, I guess the, the dysphoric uh, part of it for mm. me. Um, so it is something I I want. I want. Yeah, I mm. want to get it done. So you ran into some of the um, key fears that we run into as trans people, right? Right from the start, you know, trouble with family, accepting, and things like that. What other fears yeah. have you had along the way in your transition, and how did you overcome them? I I, I guess I've always looked at myself as kind of this entertainer-esque person. I've always wanted to be something in entertaining, uh, entertainment. Not necessarily an actor or actress or anything like that, but just something. So streaming actually like really helped me gain a lot of confidence and uh, deal with things such as bullying. That's, uh, that's you, you, I mean, Twitch chat. If, if you don't know Twitch chat, it can be toxic AF. Like, <laughs> that is nasty. Like, sometimes it's, mm -hmm. it's nasty. Um, I mean, a, a lot, a lot of upstairs time, I guess. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> just, just because we're physically transitioning doesn't mean that we're not mentally transitioning as well. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of garbage you got to get rid of up there as well programming that you might not have even known about from decades ago that's that's what helped what has helped me is just a lot of self-reflection um and uh more just just thinking on it i guess when it comes to like fear mm -hmm. um fear of of anything um i pretty much faced it head on right away when it came to HRT, when it came to getting a doctor, when it comes to going outside, I, I you misgender me, I'm going to misgender you and I will do it. I, <laughs> I don't pull no punches and I'll act nonchalant about it. Just like you, I'm serious. It, it, 
it's it's one of those things i look forward to that to being outside hmm. in public i look forward to it whereas before i was very i still say that i am um um you know introverted extrovert but cheese will tell you i'm i'm more apt to go outside now than before mm, wow. um so that that's helped me uh in a sense because it's like it's just this is this is my power armor right here you know this is my armor you you can't hurt me through this i don't care what you say mm -hmm. so you know I, fear fear is gonna come and it will yeah. and uh i just i deal with it as it comes really and i am who i am i'm a band-aid type person and if my fear is just to stick my hand in that mouth right away then then i'm gonna do it i just okay let's see how bad it is <laughs> um yeah i've i've transitioned i'm transitioning mentally as well and it's it's a that's a fear of mine because i don't know if i'm going to change anything more in myself mainly because of my partner but it, it it's it's all right i'm i'm i've got the correct thinking now mm -hmm. so how confident do you feel now as a trans woman it sounds like you know with going out you've got that you you say you, you've you're yourself now so you that you've added that layer of armor um mm -hmm. would you say that you do feel confident as a woman these days i do feel confident as a woman uh, these days when I'm out in public I feel confident when I'm online in this capacity I don't feel quite so confident mm. it's not like it's there a hundred percent I'd say it's around 50 percent Peter's at about 60 but again there's that whole part like fake it okay I can fake the rest of the fucking 40 we're good we're good so <laughs> we'll get there we'll get there but I am more confident outside than I am on cam and just socially social network what role you, did did um, therapy get to play in your involvement evol here? Um, I know that your wife is a therapist, but um, have you seen anybody specifically? Have you been able to afford that and, and do that regularly to help you out? Uh, I did it for a time, and uh, it was very helpful. And I will say, I mean, I am, I am biased to all boot because I'm married one, but... Uh, <laughs> therapy is 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 so helpful i don't care if you have problems or not i'm serious it's so helpful it's it's as they say it's therapeutic so i've never looked at therapy or counseling or psychiatrists as anyone bad maybe once i get to know them but i always look at them like they're they're really there just to help me so don't pussyfoot around and get to the point so they can help you because that's why you're here you want help I did go to one for a time. Uh, they were a they were LGBT uh, inclusive, okay. so that was something I sought out. Mm -hmm. um, and it was it was good for a time, but I did stop seeing her. I do want to go back and see a therapist again. Um, we. Oh, that's why. Uh, my insurance changed. So we changed insurance. So um, goodbye, therapist. I have to go find someone else who's covering under this new insurance. So mm -hmm. yay, start all over. <laughs> um, but I am looking forward to it. It's just uh, during the holiday in 2020 and election and everything. I'm just like, 
<laughs> I'll wait a little bit and mm-hmm. see what happens in the coming year. You yeah. know, we're, yeah. we're good. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, when it comes to therapy, yeah, I do consider her my therapist. And oddly enough, she considers me her therapist. So I guess it works out. <laughs> yeah, that, that again comes into having that, that partnership and that level of trust where you can share everything. I think that, that makes absolutely. it easier to get to there. Yes, um, absolutely. Of hormone surgeries, anything else that you've read, seen, or, you know, come to in your own thinking through things, what has been the single most affirming thing for you, you know, affirming your, your true gender? What, um, what has helped you the most just to feel like, okay, yes, I've got this. This is me. There's a, there's a multitude, I guess I could say. Like, like I mentioned, makeup helps a lot. If it's, if it's for nobody, who cares? You know, look at yourself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you look beautiful. And you know you will. I just, it, it helps so much. So that, that's one thing for me. Um, <clears throat> when I go out in public now, um, pre-laser hair removal, it was a little different. And also pre-COVID, it was also different. So mm-hmm. now it's a little more forgiving. Um, I get called ma'am and lady um a lot more um that makes me feel really good and i notice it right away Mm -hmm. um to the point where i will tell them afterwards how much i appreciated that Hmm. um and if i don't tell them i will tell their manager how much i appreciated that type of service especially Hmm. now Mm -hmm. you know it's um, so when I see it, I call it out and I make sure everyone else sees it too, or mm. at least the important people see it. And how have those um, conversations gone? Um, I, I know we've gotten that question a lot in different, um, areas where people were saying like, you know, should I show appreciation when people call me the right thing or do you just let it go as yes, that was, that was right. I personally feel like I should because one, they made me feel like awesome okay mm-hmm. like awesome like and they don't even know how awesome that was like just oh thank you so much mm, okay. um so i want to make i want to make sure that they know how much i appreciated that i i guess i'm i'm that type of person who's like I, they'll never know if they're doing it right nobody tells them okay yeah you know like hey that's cool keep that up that's like some behavior that. we want to reinforce. Yes, go yes, with that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. More, more. Um, so yeah, I uh I do that a lot. You know, sometimes uh mama cheese and cheese are looking for me and I'm off talking to the manager at the restaurant being like, you know, that's good shit right there. Like seriously, <laughs> good shit. Please, you know, don't get it everywhere, but when we do, I I need to I need to bring uh, attention to it. Well, that's <clears> awesome. <throat> <laughs> what have been some of the biggest learning curves you've had to get used to in transitioning and now um, living life as a woman? There's no right way to do makeup. Mm. <laughs> I just always like imagine, you know, like there's a certain brush to do this part, you know, this for this and this is for that and blah, blah, blah. You, you, in the end, it's art first off and, and it's makeup. So, you know what? You don't have any eyeliner? Guess what? Some dark eyeshadow works really fucking good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it, it, that was one thing, and that's that's just like 
that was like, wow, okay. Because I was always like, am I, am I doing this right? Does, does this look right? Does, do I look stupid? Did I do this wrong? No, it looks awesome. I like it. Okay. I totally get that though. Like you're, I, you know, I, I pick up a brush and I'm like, is this the right brush for this? Is this the brush I should be using for this? And it, it, that's such great advice. Just fucking let it go and just use a brush. Just put it on. And yes. uh, if, if you yes. find that you like a, a different brush better than use that brush, like exactly. try and drop the, the right and wrong way kind of crap. <laughs> things I, uh, things I absolutely like, <clears throat> like still scratch my head over and I'm just like, Ladies, we gotta fucking change this, okay? Um, like, what the what's the deal with our fucking pockets? Like, can we not please have like real pockets and deep pockets, like everyone else? Is nope. that is that not a thing? Please, can please? I I miss my pockets. <laughs> I don't mind the fact that we don't have the pockets in front because I don't like what they do anyways. But then when you have the back pockets, like on a, on a pair of tight jeans or whatever, and they only give you like the half pocket. Yeah, it's like, it's like you could it's just put my, my knuckles in there, but just my fingers. What is that going to do? Meanwhile, guys, you know, they could stuff their whole phone in a wallet and it all disappears into their pant leg. Mm. Well, hello? Give some of our, give some of that fabric to us. That's why that. That's why guys carry all our crap though, because we literally have no place to do it. I also had to adjust my way of like looking at the world. I wouldn't say I looked at it um, any differently than I do now. It's just now it's more clear, a lot, a lot more clear for me, uh, feminine wise. Even it's just like yeah, it's it's a bit of a wake up call. You know, you really, really, really realize what's going on. I, I still, I still wouldn't trade it for the world. Mm. Are there ways in which the, the transition has either lived up to your expectations or sort of let you down? Like, like, you know, um, you got to a certain point and you're like, I, I should, I, I, I thought I would feel this way now and I don't, or, um, you know, it's, it's, I get to here and it's so much better than I ever thought it could be. I would say early on. Um, as most of us, I feel like, go through transition, we we have this idea or idea of what it's going to be like, and uh, we soon realize that uh, it's that's not it. You know that that was that was one thing that I realized right away. I was just like, okay, um, I can't go off of anyone's story. Like, nope. Nope, that's not going to work for me. At, at least right, right then, it wouldn't have worked for me. Maybe, maybe now it would work for me, but not, not when that egg was still, you know, kind of crusting up up there. It was just mm -hmm. no. It was. It wasn't until later, and I, again, referencing a band aid type of Analogy. person that I am. <laughs> I I moved fast. I in my transition when that egg cracked, I. I got myself a doctor who was um, LGBTQ, and actually she is more trans specialist than anyone. Mm. So she became my main primary. Um, oh, and wow. then four, four months later, I was on HRT. So I got a doctor, boom, into April, got my first set of meds, been on them ever since. Um, and I, I tend to think that I am moving a little fast in my own pace, but in my head, I, I feel like I am. Mm -hmm. So I, 
I wouldn't say like I'm ahead of anyone else because this isn't a fucking game and we all know that. It's not a race is what I mean. It's not a race. Uh-huh. Um, you'll, uh, I'm, I'm getting there to that point where I'm feeling more accepting of my physical self now. Okay. I, I didn't quite actually expect some of these changes that I went through. Hmm. Um, for example, I, uh, I mean, the skin softening. Yes, I read all about that. Hmm. But I did not think that a birthmark that I had would completely disappear. Huh. Um, you know, stuff like that because of the skin softening and like smoothing out and stretching and whatnot. It's, it's, it's completely gone. I had a, I had a strawberry birthmark, uh, that was right here. It was big, red, hmm. noticeable. Hmm. Um, but it's because of estrogen. Yeah. Hmm. It's, uh, it's completely gone and hmm. I never really liked it. It was always kind of an eyesore for me, like, hmm. like a deformity on my face. Um, thank you. I mean, it's gone, but thank you. So I wasn't expecting things like that. That's a I, yeah, nice unexpected bonus. I like that. Yeah, really. Mm. Knowing what I know now, I wish I would have had the language that I had um, when I was a child. Not to say that like, I wouldn't end up where I am today and I'm not happy where I am today, but looking back at it, it's like, oh, puberty. <laughs> it explains so much. Uh -huh. I, it really does. It really does. I'm thankful really really thankful for the transgender kids who are coming up now and who get to go actually through life they don't have to worry about their adam's apple or voice box or or binding or anything like that you know because of there there are parents out there now who are whatever you want to call them who are just raising their kids as as kids mm -hmm. you know they get, they get to be who they want to be yeah, and and I, the ones that, that know to, to love and accept their kid and to roll with it and, you know, do what the kid needs. That's, yeah. that's a nice thing, finally. Mm -hmm. It's really nice to see, and I can't wait to see it, you know, because we're going to be fucking old when we see these kids. And it's just going to be like, fuck, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. They won't have any understanding of our struggles. <laughs> no, let's hope. exactly. Let's hope. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, let's hope. <clears throat> so how has transitioning affected your your mental health? The introduction to estrogen and um, emotions and whatnot. I've tried all forms of estrogen, I will say. I started with the patch. Okay. Didn't like it. Uh, I wore it for like six months. So I gave it a, I gave it a, a good shot. <laughs> I didn't like it. It would always uh, kind of peel away when I took a shower, even though they said you could take a shower with it. And it's mm -hmm. like, it's one patch that you're supposed to wear for an entire week. Well, three days, four days into that week, you know, and it's like sticking three quarters of the way. Mm -hmm. Mentally, I'm feeling like I'm not getting my full dose. It's mm -hmm. that was that was a real thing for me back then was yeah. like, I need to get my full dose. Give it to me. <laughs> I remember having that that same thing. It's just funny that that uh, the patch didn't work out for you, considering how many ba band aid analogies you've used. So it seems like that would be the perfect <laughs> thing for you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was yeah, funny. I, I I the same thing. I started um, at uh, near the end of summer. You know, it was it was early August, 
and I was still like going to the beach and you know like yeah taking showers or maybe a bath here and there and and I just felt like I was like there was always water in between it and and my body I'm like I can't be getting the right amount of of exactly science right it's got to be touching the skin Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah I've I've tried that I tried the shots for a while the shots are are cool but you want to talk about like instant um as my wife would say, like, like PMS the next two days. Yeah, that's one way to get it. Um, so I immediately had to deal with that because then I was like, all right, shot. No. And then the doctor's offering me the pill. And I was like, no, give me the pure shit. <laughs> so I got the I got the shots. Um, yeah, give it right there. Give it to me. Um, <laughs> so we got that going. And after a while, my my muscles um broke a couple of blood vessels and that that happens that's gonna happen but when you keep breaking them over and over again you know it's my legs started to look a little like funky i wouldn't say it was bad and the doctor was just like yeah no it's a good thing you're wanting to switch it now so we switched to pills and i've been so happy with the pills it's been kind of an even keel for me even though I've had my doses adjusted three times now, hmm. I am I'm still feeling pretty good about them. I like it. It's it's just I had I guess I had to go through that experience because mm-hmm. that patch just wasn't cutting it. <laughs> they need to do something better there. What advice would you pass along to young and closeted trans people out there? If you're worried about someone else stop they're not going to be in your life forever i hate to break it to you Hmm. uh, sound of reason or whatever but my experience has always always shown me that if a person does not support you they don't care about you Hmm. and you don't need that negative whether it's verbally from them or mentally from you because of them you don't need that in your life right now Okay, you got enough shit to worry about up here uh-huh. for yourself. You don't need no outside influence coming in and attacking that bullshit. Mm. That's my advice. Just, just get rid of the trash and you'll know who's trash soon enough. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Transgender Show from the Transverse Network. Watch the full video version of the show live Tuesday nights at twitch.tv slash thetransverse, and be sure to catch our slate of other great shows there as well. If you love what we're doing and want to support The Transverse, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash thetransverse.